This podcast is brought to you by Alicia Keys. <laughs> well, I mean, not I mean, not financially anyway, uh, but she did say something very powerful uh, that inspired me uh, to, to do this episode. So I guess in that vein, we could say this episode is brought to you by Alicia Keys and John Mayer. Yeah, <laughs> see, he's saying something that that fits right into that was also very powerful. Well, as long as we're going for it, let's just <laughs> let's just do the whole thing. This episode is brought to you by Alicia Keys, John Mayer and God. <laughs> yeah, because he said something pretty powerful that I'm going to use in this episode as well. So I guess when you have contributors like that, uh, you kind of got to listen to it now, right? I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Oh, what is up, Happy Lifer? I am so glad that you joined us today. I was on YouTube the other day, and I was looking for something, uh, searching for something for my an idea that I had for my Mother's Day message that I get to share in Yelm, Washington, at Yelm Prairie Christian Center. So come out and join us if you're in the area on Mother's Day. Oh, by the way, Mother's Day, we are going to be putting out a special podcast but we're not going to put it on the Monday after the holiday like we normally do. We're actually going to put it out on Mother's Day. So make sure you listen to it. Have your moms listen to it. Send it to other mothers in your life. Well, we all got mothers in our life, right? But you know what I'm talking about. So other people that have inspired you, we're going to put it out actually on early that Sunday morning. So so people can listen to it before they head to the Mother's Day brunch or they head to the service or you know the church service, wherever they're going to go. But anyway, I came across this gem from Alicia Keys uh, on an ad talking about her role on the show, The Voice. I love the energy of coaching, not judging. I mean, ew, who wants to be a judge? Like, I don't. I, you know, I want to be a mentor. I want to be somebody that encourages people and, and helps to share my knowledge and my information. I love that, Alicia. Ew. <laughs> Reminds me of Jimmy Fallon, right? Ew. Who wants to be a judge? <laughs> what a great mentality. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons I love that is because... That I is one. I mean, I am a life coach. I mean, I've been coaching people for for thirty years. I didn't really always call it coaching, uh, but but I love coaching. Uh, I've I've learned a few things about coaching. I've learned that first of all, I believe that the answer is already inside of us. All we really need is someone to help us pull that answer out. When I coach, that's what I do. I, I don't come with a bunch of answers to help somebody out. I try to ask questions and help them figure out the answer that's already inside of them. So instead of just being a bunch of information that I give them, I like to ask questions and help them pull that answer that's already out inside of them. Because I think it's already inside of us. We just need someone to help us find it. We need someone to help us see the forest for the trees. Someone that's not in our jungle, but can spot the jungle and say, here's what's really going on, right? 
you know, I think all of us need coaches in our lives. Uh, coaches have coaches. I have a coach. My coach has a coach. In fact, my coach has, has several coaches. And I actually have a lot of people in my life that speak into my life that, that I ask questions a lot that aren't even formally my coaches. But we all need coaches in our lives. We all need mentors in our midst. We all need friends who encourage us, family who believes in us. I, and and I, I think that God would agree with that because I think the Bible, his words talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Think about when he created Adam, the very first verse in the first book of the entire Bible. It says, in the beginning, God, what? Do you know that verse? It says, God created. The very first thing that we learn about God is that he's a creator. He loves to create. You read Genesis chapter one, you talk about how he made all these things and he said, man, it was good. But he ended up looking at Adam later on and he says, you know what? It's not good that Adam's alone. I need to make him a helper. I'm going to make him a helper. (laughs) I love that. A helper? Well, one reason why I love that is because that's really what my life calling is. We've talked about it before, but you'll hear me talk about it again because it's it's who I am. It's, It's what I'm called to do. It's what this podcast is all about. I am here to help. It's an acronym. I felt like when I asked God one day, I was like, God, what am I even here for? I got this acronym in my head immediately, and I don't know when to come up with stuff that fast, but that fast I got... You're here to help, Steve. So in short, the H stands for healing. I'm here to to bring healing. Uh, I'm here to bring encouragement. That's the E. The L stands for I'm here to bring laughter. And and the P stands for I'm here to make people ponder. So I love that. God says, I'm going to make someone to help. I'm going to make a helper for Adam. So when God made Eve, he made someone to do just that, to help. Another translation says she was someone who was suitable to Adam right? Adam had just got done naming all the animals and all the animals had someone suitable for them. And God looked at Adam and said, this isn't good because Adam doesn't have someone suitable for him. I'm going to make him someone suitable for him. I'm going to make him a helper, other translations say. And I never thought about this until just today. But since then, I believe that every Eve, every Adam wasn't just created to, to live. They were created as a suitable helper for somebody else. And I'm not just talking about our wives or our husbands, our future spouses down the road. I'm talking about we were all made to be a helper to someone else. That's why God places us in different parts of the world so that we can help the people that he puts around us. He places us in their world so that we could be a suitable helper for them. We have things inside of us that can help somebody like nobody else can. And it, it, it's true for every one of us. And so I think God places people in our world. He places us in other people's world because he created us in such a way. There's some way that we're going to be able to help someone. And that's why we were made. That's exactly what a coach is. It's what friends and family and coworkers and neighbors and so on are supposed to be. There's supposed to be someone who is a helper to those that are around them. Unfortunately, we fall short. I know for me, I fall short when I get caught up in my own, my own world, my own little world. Uh, I get caught up when I'm being by myself, when I'm thinking about myself, which is, don't get me wrong, it's natural and good to think about ourselves, right? How we live, how we're doing with our families, with our job, but it's not healthy when we think only about ourselves. So first thing we know about God is God is a creator. He created Adam and Eve and he created them to help each other. 
So with that whole theme of creating, um, I think there's something opposite of creation. I think it's cynicism. What do I mean by that? Think about it. Creation is making something out of nothing, right? While cynicism, think about it, is making nothing out of something. Anyone can be a cynic. It's easy. It's easy to cut down something, to cut something down, to criticize something that someone else spent energy and effort to create, something else that someone else put a lot of themselves into. Boy, anyone can cut that down. Any sick salmon can float downstream. But salmon that bring life, swim up it. The funny thing is, in the history of cynicism, the classic Greek and Roman cynics regarded virtue as the only necessity for happiness. They saw virtue, that is, a code of right and wrong, morality, as being all one needs to become happy. All they need is just virtue. I mean, sounds legit, right? So if it's so good, so powerful, so legit, how did that turn into what we see cynics as today? Because virtue is not all one needs. The problem with classical cynics is they believed in this so much that they neglected everything else. All they pursued was virtue and morals and and the right thing. Anything that didn't further their perfection of virtue and attainment of happiness, they ignored it. They didn't just ignore it. They purposefully neglected it. Don't get me wrong. Virtue is vital. However, they forgot an essential ingredient. They didn't see what God saw when he created Adam. They forgot that it is not good for us to be alone. Why do we have morals? Because there's other people in life around us. Why do we have virtue? Because there's other people that we need to to be virtuous with, that we need to spend virtue on. They forgot that we all need coaches, mentors, friends, family, neighbors, associates, coworkers, employees, bosses, and the list goes on and on. We all need people who will help us out. Think about that. If as a boss, I stopped seeing people as my employee, but I started seeing them as people I could help. As a business owner, I stopped seeing making money, but I started seeing how my product can help others. As a dad, as a husband, what would be different if instead of I just saw um, me trying to be a father to my kids, but saw it as really, how can I help my kids become successful in life? How can I help them handle life? That's what it's all about. And these cynics, they forgot about that. They forgot that, that this is about other people. Check this out. This, this is crazy. The title of cynic came from a Greek word, which means dog. What's up, dog? Seriously, isn't that crazy? They called them dogs. Why? There's a reason. Because they neglected society. They neglected hygiene, family, money, etc., etc. In a manner reminiscent of what dogs would do. They wanted to become self-sufficient. That's not something I made up. That's something I got off of Wikipedia. Here's something else I got from Wikipedia. Check this out. Quote, the ancient cynics rejected conventional social values and would criticize the types of behaviors such as greed, which they viewed as causing suffering. Emphasis on this aspect of their teachings led in the late 18th and early 19th centuries to the modern understanding of cynicism as, quote, an attitude of scornful or jaded negativity, especially a general distrust of the integrity 
or professed motives of others. This modern definition of cynicism is in marked contrast to the ancient philosophy which emphasized virtue and moral freedom in liberation from desire. End quote. Huh? <laughs> That's why I had to read it straight from the quote. Um, the sad thing is, cynics actually became the opposite of what they set out to become. They wanted to be happy. They wanted to be virtuous. They wanted to be moral. And instead... They became negative, jaded, opposite. Cynicism is taking something that already exists and making it less. But isn't that like us? Maybe it's just me. (laughs) God created us in his image. And after he created us, he told us to create. It's true. I mean, go to Genesis chapter one, verses 26 to 28. Just let me read a few highlights from it. It says, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. God created human beings. He goes on to say, he created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. And what was God? He was a creator, right? Then it says, God blessed them in verse 28. Prosper, exclamation point. Reproduce, exclamation point. Fill earth, exclamation point. Did you catch that? It's the first thing he says to Adam and Eve, create, reproduce, fill the earth. That's what he wanted. He wanted us to take something and make it better. But instead I've taken things and I've made them less. So how do we turn this tide? How do we stop floating downstream and start swimming up it? How do we go from being sick salmon to life-giving healthy salmon? Well, I got a scripture and a song that I think will help with that. It will at least give us the tools to turn this thing around and, and find the happy the cynics started searching out for. Hey, if the cynics can start happy and turn sour, why can't we turn it back? Why can't we flip the script? But understand, these are only tools, though. And like we talked about in last week's podcast, a tool does no good in a toolbox. A tool only works when it's being used. Okay, you ready? Here's a scripture. It's really simple. It, it, it showed up in my in my Bible app this morning. I just think that's crazy when I woke up thinking, I want to record a podcast on what Alicia Keys, what I found out Alicia Keys said um, yesterday. And here's a scripture I get today. Colossians 4.2, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Well, what's that got to do with what you're talking about, Steve? It's got a lot because being thankful versus being ungrateful or being crabby, or whatever term you want to put in there, is just like creation versus cynicism. Cynicism is making nothing out of something, or at least making something less out of something, right? Isn't being ungrateful the same? Isn't it taking what we have and making something less of it? I know I have this car, but I don't have that one. Immediately just made that car less of a thing. Well, I know I've got a family, but my kids act like this. Well, I know I have a job, but I don't make money like that person does, right? We're taking something that we have and we're making something less of it versus Thanksgiving, which is taking what we have and making more of it by focusing on it, by being grateful for it. When you say, hey, I may not have much, but man, I got a car. Well, you could have a junker of a car and you just made that car like a Cadillac. 
Or you could have a Cadillac have a car and say, yeah, it's just a Cadillac, though. It's just, it's four years old. It's 10 years old. And now you just took the Cadillac and you made it a beater. When we're ungrateful, when we're crabby, when we're negative, we take what's already there and we make less of it, just like cynicism does. But when we're thankful, it's just like creation because it's taking what we have and it's making something better of it. So, you know, honestly, I struggle with being a sick salmon a lot myself. (laughs) It's easy for me to go negative. It's easy for me to get positive. But boy, I, I (laughs) I can be a sick salmon and just go with the flow. I mean, why is that? Well, I think John Mayer says it the best. It's working against me And gravity Wants to bring me down Right? Because gravity Naturally Gravity, you know, I've always saw I've always seen gravity as something that holds everything together. It's what keeps us on the earth. And are you grateful for gravity? I know <laughs> I know that I am, right? But I never thought about it also being something that's always pulling me down until I heard this song from John Mayer. I love John Mayer, Mayer's lyrics. I love his way his brain works. There's a lot of stuff that he says that is just really deep. Like this whole concept of gravity being something that it's think about it. Naturally, we're always being pulled down. Naturally, It's easier to sit down than it is to get up, right? It's easier to fall down than it is to jump up. It's easier to go go down a hill than it is to go up a hill, right? Because we have gravity that is always, well, what he says, gravity is working against me. And gravity wants to bring me down. And he goes on and he sings more in there. But at the very end, he says this. How can that be? Just keep me where the light is. Man, I love that. Just keep me where the light is. Keep me where the light is. <laughs> That's what I want. The light is God. Jesus said that he is the light of the world. But he's also created us in his image and he's created us to be lights as well. And I can't think of a better way to be a light than to be a helper. And that's what God did. He showed up and he will take our lives and even the part of our lives that we don't like, that we wish that he could fix. If we give those things to him, he will make them better because he's a creator. That's what he does. And you know, when we help somebody, we make their life better. We take what they have or what we've been given. Someone might not have given you much. They might just give you a glance, right? They might just give you a head nod, but you head nod back. You just took that head nod and you created something with it. What am I saying? Like if they give you a head nod, like what's up? I can give them a head nod back and say, what's up with you? How are you doing? Oh, nothing much. I'm doing good. All different ways, right? That we could respond back. Or I could roll my eyes and like, what's your deal? Yeah. What's up with you? Why do you care? See how I'm saying that small little action can either be helping or hurting. It can either be making that making that head nod better or making that head nod worse. And it's so easy to get caught up in life and get negative on people and get negative on, on life. But we were called to be helpers. So keep us where the light is. 
God, we want to be where you are because you're a creator. And when I'm with God, when God is with me, when I'm living my life the way I feel like God wants me to live, which is what the cynics are all about. That's what morals are all about, uh, a, a code of right and wrong. Unfortunately, we sometimes we take that too far, but really it's about helping other people out and making things better for them. That's the point of morals. It's not just me living a life for myself because the Bible talks about if I use my freedom to hurt other people, I'm actually using my freedom to take away someone else's freedom. And that's that's not the point of the of the issue, right? If we stay where the light is, then we're going to stay where creation is. If we stay where creation is, we're going to stay where helping things look better and be better. And we're going to help bring light to other people's situation as well. And when that happens, our light gets brighter. Our help gets bigger. We all need a coach. We all need people in our lives to help us. So we need to be that for somebody else. I cannot control how people respond to me. I cannot control whether people are going to be encouraging to me or help me out or coach me or, or accept me. And if I try to control that, I'm going to get very frustrated. But I can control how I function to other people. And you reap what you sow. You, you get what you plant. And so when we start floating downstream like a sick salmon, let's focus on, wait a minute, we're going to fight against this gravity. We're going to fight against this force. And we're going to say something positive about that. We're going to think something positive about that. We're going to flip the script. Something just happened and you got very frustrated. You got angry. You're like driving is a good example. You're driving, you're feeling real good. And all of a sudden someone does something on the road. And, and it's so easy to just get mad at that person and curse that person under your breath or even out loud, right? But then what I do is I flip the script immediately now. Immediately I flip the script and I say, wait a minute. Nope, nope. God bless that person. Oh, what's the big deal? I lost three seconds. It's not a big deal. We, we can do this thing. We're going to be there. We're going to be a little late. I mean, there's so many ways that we can take what, what's been given to us and make it something better instead of making it something worse. And that comes from our perspective and it comes from our words. And sometimes you have to say it before you believe it. But there's something powerful in that. It's not being hypocritical. It's just using words and using my thoughts to take what I already have, to take what's in front of me and make it better make someone happy make just one someone happy and you will be happy too wow that's an awful lot to take from alicia keys <laughs> but alicia thanks a judge ill. Anyone can judge, but who wants to be a judge? Steve Ace. Ew.